Welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, here today with Grace Warren. Good morning, everybody. So, Grace, how are you doing? We're, well, I'm doing, I guess, I guess I'm doing okay. I'm doing great. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. It's a Monday. We're starting a new week. Yeah, it's like, I, that's the good thing about new weeks, right? We can start fresh. That's correct. So <laughs> let's go with that. So we're both from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, and I guess maybe we should give out our phone number to call here. Oh, yes, you should do that because I'm terrible with phone okay. numbers. Okay, our phone number here is 845-651-1110, and we are on WTBQ, radio worth listening to at 93.5 and 1110 a.m. That's right, and if you have any real estate questions, and it could be about the market, about your home, um, about an area, Feel free to give a call. Um, I'm licensed in New York and New Jersey, can field uh, questions from either state. So call on in. We'd love to uh, we love to talk to people out there and answer questions that you may have about um, the market or real estate in general. It is certainly a, um, a, a robust market. Right now it is. Yeah. Um, right? Full, right. And I think that in a market like this, you you see a lot of different things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing competitive, competitive offers. So, um, you know, I'm having a lot of conversations about negotiating strategies, escalation um, clauses, escalation clauses, things like that. Um, talking to sellers, talking about pricing strategies, right? Cause there are a couple different ways you can go with that. Um, appraisal issues, always fun. So, um, you know, in this sort of market, we're seeing things that don't always come up. And so, Maybe um, we can talk about that this during this hour, as yeah. well as some other things we had planned to talk that, about. That is correct. New development, right? That is a big thing we're going to talk about today. What's going on um, in the area in the as 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 construction has opened back up, and uh, you know the best laid plans over the last few years are coming to fru- fruition. Um, you know, Orange County is a uh, hopping place to be, uh, m- more so than ever. Yeah, and so we're going to dig into that a little bit. Um, and then Grace and I, I don't know if you guys know this, we both love to garden. And uh, we thought this is a great time of year just to touch base a little bit on gardening. And, uh, you know, I have seen more and more pictures of people starting gardens in my Facebook stream than ever Instagram, before. Instagram, Pinterest, yeah. all, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So we figured we would dig into some gardening because between the two of us, uh, we, we garden a lot. So yeah, we talk have... about victory gardens and what's, what's going, you know, how that's happening today. And, uh, but yeah, so this week, what did you do all week? What, what did... was your business uh, like this week? So my business this week, um, I was away in Ohio the week before. So this past week was catch-up week. Mm-hmm. Make sure that everyone who was in process um, was moving along. I had a few home inspections. Um, some went better than others. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. What kinds of things are they finding? Oh, in this particular home, uh, it was lakefront and a vacation home. So not, you know, one of the things, you know, buying a lakefront home, a lot of people use lakefront homes as their vacation property. And that means that maybe they don't, pay particular attention to some things, right? So for instance, um, the big unknown for us was um, cesspool um, and in New Jersey required to be replaced. So um, that's a big- Isn't it required in New York too, to be replaced if it's a cesspool? I don't don't know that there is, I think lawyers make it happen that way, 
But I don't think there's a legal obligation in New Jersey. It's a legal obligation. Cannot title transfer title with a cesspool um, without an agreement that... Um, same thing with oil tanks in right. New Jersey. That is correct. You have to change out the oil tank. No. Take it from underground. I don't know that you legally have to, but no mm. lawyer will allow a closing to happen that way. Right. I mean, um, it's sort of what's happening here. It's not mm -hmm. required by law, but um, they'll certainly make you sign something that yeah. says they advised you to remove the tank. That's correct. <laughs> so we also had foundation issues. Um, both in the home and the garage. Okay. Some termites were found. I oh, mean, lovely. You, you name it, this house had it. So um, needless to say, while we are working on negotiating, they love the house. They really want it, right? And so and anything, anything can be fixed, fixed. I right? I mean, Jean says that all the time Correct. to us. It's just a and matter of how willing is the seller to actually make accommodations for that. And that, you know, there's those are some big ticket items in there. Yeah. So and it's true about anything can be fixed. I mean, I, I can tell a quick story. Do mm -hmm. you mind? So for when sure. I when I bought my first house, I, it was before I was a realtor and I didn't really know anything. We didn't even have a home inspection. We just kind of like bought the house back in 1991. And um, we came to find out that we needed a new roof, the most disturbing thing was that when we were replacing the floor in our dining room and we pulled everything up, the floor joists, there was probably three feet of floor joists that were missing. Wow. It did not attach to the sill plate. At okay. all? At all. No, the, every single floor joist was completely rotted out, termited out, whatever. It was above a crawl space. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was, pro it was termites. That's what we think it was. We ended up having somebody come in and spray. We dug. Now, mind you, we didn't know what we were doing. And I'm not suggesting that anybody try this. But we went in there and we took a wheelbarrow. We dug out from under that room, probably 12 inches, wow. 18 inches. And we poured concrete underneath it so that it wasn't dirt anymore. Right. We had everything sprayed for termites. And then my husband and my father took the house and put it on car jacks yep. and literally lifted the corner of the house up and rebuilt the sill plate. And it was not expensive because we did it all by ourselves. And, you know, maybe we were dumb and we didn't really know what we were doing, but it it worked. Right. So what I'm trying to say is anything is possible that you can fix that because we, we fixed it yeah. and it was great. After that, we never we didn't have a problem anymore. Yeah. But I was amazing. Say, uh, house hunting with my dad was always interesting because... <laughs> I truly, truly believe he he looked for homes that had the worst possible. Oh, I problems, think my dad did too. Just so he could figure out how to fix them, right? Because he was an engineer, and he'd be like, "Oh, this is a challenge. Let's figure out how to fix this." He'd be like, "This is a great lot. You know, you're in the village. Yeah. So someone removed. So someone removed a, a chimney and didn't structurally support the floors around it. Don't worry about we that. Can we can that. fix that. I'm like, yeah. Listen, I come from a family of engineers too. Correct. So we can." that it's like the they're always motto. like it's no big deal don't worry about it. it's no big deal but you know for someone that doesn't understand it can be a big deal and it's quite oh. frightening and e even with the engineer dad it's a big deal it's got a lot of dollar signs behind it <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but at, at any rate yeah so that you had that issue this week with the home inspection yeah so it was so so needless to say we did go out kind of looking for a backup home uh -huh. just in case um you know the negotiating on inspection items doesn't go as uh they would like and uh do know, you think that uh, owner had any idea about the the things that were wrong with the house some yes some no i think that they probably knew there was a cesspool but they probably didn't know they bought the home before the law had changed so they probably didn't know 
that it was no longer able Mm-hmm. Right. I, and they didn't hide it. There was not, wasn't a right, 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 right. right. Um, there were some confusing indications in like the property disclosure. It said there was a septic cesspool. Um, and so we're like, well, is there or isn't there? So, well, luckily you picked up on that and had yeah. that inspected, right? Correct. Oh, oh, I, if there's a, if there's a septic, we always do inspections. I, you know, my motto, which I think is probably yours, um, I'd almost rather have people. Like if they could only do one, I'd rather them do a septic inspection because you can't see it, right? Your home inspection, um, I mean, of course, you need the professional to find things like the structural issue, mm-hmm. and right? But it's all visual and mm-hmm. you can see it. You cannot see a septic system. And to replace one can be twenty five to $40,000. Yeah, depending on where you are, what type of septic Correct. you have to put in there. And to be honest, we I shouldn't don't... scare everybody. It doesn't always cost that much money, but no, it no, can. To put, but to it put can. a new system in the, in this case with this, with, with accessible, there's no repairing that. There's no, no lesser charge on that. And no. it's lakefront, so, so I'm yeah, sure it, has it will to be, be done. the more expensive uh, yeah. system because sure. of the setback from the water and all that great stuff. And it'll probably have to be pumped often yeah you know so okay well i guess maybe you'll move on maybe you won't we'll see next uh, week right you'll tell correct. us <laughs> <laughs> it's like the never-ending story of real estate <laughs> so i i've been dealing with a lot of buyers right now yeah that every time we find you know a new house comes on the market it's like pff, gone yeah. <laughs> poof it's gone already. I know. And this is the problem I'm having with appraisals. I like this. Uh, I had an appraisal in Washington, came in $20,000 low. In Washingtonville? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, I'm reading through the through the appraisal and it was a desk appraisal. So the appraiser did not go on site. Um, the house has been completely renovated um, and he marked the market as as a stable market, not as a competitive market. And I said, listen... I said there were seven offers on this house, and we'd already lost five offers in that town. You need to reevaluate. I said, I, I don't, you know, I'm not telling you what to. Where was he from? Unknown. Okay. Um, you know, I would never tell an appraisal appraiser how to do their job, but when I see errors in an appraisal, you have to bring it up. You have to bring it up because I'm there to advocate for my client, mm-hmm. um, and you know, hopefully. We get some sort of a response. You know, I wrote a, uh, I wrote a two page, <laughs> two page Soliloquy. explanation. Yes. As to why he should reconsider. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to be back in a few minutes. We're going to talk about gardening and, uh, and some Other development stuff. in the Orange County area. This is Rachel Heiss, branch manager of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Are you looking for your dream home? Then choose the best, where we pride ourselves on making your dreams a reality. Our professional agents really listen to your wants and needs and deliver using the latest technology combined with good old fashioned service. Visit randrealty.com for more information. Gem Home Inspections is the number one home inspector for your prospective new home, ensuring great memories instead of repairs. Gene of Gem Home Inspections brings more than 30 years of experience in residential construction plus hardscape and landscape design. Gene's passion also lies in historic restoration and renovation, providing professional quality service, plus Gene is a state certified inspector. For peace of mind with the purchase of your home, contact Gene on Facebook at Gem Home Inspections. 
Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. Hi, this is Tom Lovelace. Join me and my guest every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. for the Lovelace Music Experience. Exciting interviews and great music from every genre, right here, playing the best music. Hi, this is David Dirks, the host of the Dirks Outdoor Show. Call in as we discuss everything for the outdoor sportsman every Saturday at 7 a.m. Radio worth listening to. WTVQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. I'm Grace Warren from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, and we're with Christine Koenig from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. We're just talking about hand sanitizers and some strange smells that are coming out of them. Why? Tell tell everybody why that is, Christine. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> well, I think it has a lot to do with, uh, for a while, anyone who had some sort of a still that could make some sort of alcohol was was converting over to, um, to hand sanitizer. But, you know, that wasn't their core business. So I have this hand sanitizer. It smells okay when you apply it, but as you rub it in, it's got a weird like texture and then it smells like tobacco like yeah like like almost like um if you ever have been to where someone's rolling cigars like that that tobacco smell it's very weird <laughs> anyway the I, things the things we have to yeah deal I, with. I bought one um right when this all was happening and i didn't have any hand sanitizer in my car i bought one at the drugstore and it was like a little tiny bottle for like eight dollars and it had like can't cannabis in it or something right like it's what it said on it and i'm like what all right whatever i'm just gonna buy this because i need it and it was very weird yeah i haven't been it's still in my car i won't use that one i have others in the i have so many of these bottles in my car right now i know i got spray kinds i got pump kinds i'm sure we're not alone we're certainly not and not only that i mean as as real estate agents if we're showing homes we have such strict guidelines for showing right now right Mm -hmm. masks gloves booties if they're there any any surface that's touched by you or your clients while you're in a home has right. to be wiped down, mm-hmm. right? So I'm constantly walking around with a bottle of like 409 because <laughs> I still really can't find Clorox wipes at an affordable no, you price. So I'm just, anything that says that it is a disinfectant is fine. Right. So I'm wiping stuff down as I go through. I, I now tell my tell my people as we're you know getting ready to go in, don't touch anything. I'll be the toucher. If we need to open a door, just let me know because I need to keep track of what I need to wipe down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord we're all going insane yes um but speaking of insane um how about orange county right now and all the different development that is coming in it's a lot of commercial development commercial development and right. marcia and i touched on this a couple of weeks ago we talked about it but it, it's um there there's a lot of things that are in the works yeah. um what was the there was a i you know what i never got to print that oh i have it right here so excellent um because i can't remember but there I mean, were a lot of things yeah, that I mean, are off happening the, off the top of my head we can all see legoland and uh how much further along that's coming mm-hmm. um even though they had initially anticipated a july 4th of this year opening yeah that um, got halted yes that got halted because we had three months of, of non 
non-construction, uh, but mm-hmm. um, you can really see it's rocking and rolling now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, Amy's is the food producer that's coming into Goshen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a ton of stuff going on, um, like City Winery in uh, Montgomery just opened. Yeah, Montgomery's hot. Yes, because for- they, they're Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, Medline is moving in over there. There's mm-hmm. also so many other um, warehouses and trucking things that are all along that Chichunk. Well, no, it's not Chichunk Road. It's, uh, it starts with an N, Neely Town Road. Yep. There's so much going on right over there. And, you know, the the land is inexpensive by, um, you know, New York standards. Right. So it makes sense. We're close to 84, close to 17, the, well, and the close throughway. Cl- and close to the airport. And right? the airport. Because All those things make a perfect storm for they, a, um, not a, it's not a storm. Right. It's, it's a, a good storm. thing. Correct. <laughs> but, you know, they said that, stu- you know, as, as the airports are looking at best uses, right, highest and best uses in terms of are, they, are you flying um, nationally? Are you flying internationally? Are you flying product, right? Because the, the more... And bigger things like online get, the mm-hmm. more um, airlines are used for moving packages around. Yeah, Amazon Prime just opened up a, a place. I, I think it's in Chester. I, I oh, yeah? saw it someplace. Um, and I saw it in the news. And have you been seeing those new Amazon Prime Trucks. vans? Yeah, I have. Yeah, they're all over the place now, which is, you know, kind of good because before it, like, you, a lot of times it was like going through the post office. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I feel like the, Amazon Prime might be more reliable. I, I don't want to bash the post office, but <laughs> I, I understand your thinking on that. Uh, anyway, I mean, the article here states that Orange County developers are looking at building projects uh, that could total millions of square feet of, um, you know, commercial space, warehouse space, stuff like that. Um, and I mean, it's really interesting. It's uh we Think about lot, it. It's, we got a lot going on in in this area these days. As long as they can get um, obviously electric and some sort of water and sewer mm-hmm. in a commercial uh, for a commercial application, it's a good um, it, it's a good deal for them. I mean, in the city, they can only build up. They're building warehouses that go up because there's no space. So here they can make these sprawling large easier to manage um, warehouses. Yeah, I mean, right in here it says, uh, among consideration, uh, there's a five-building spec uh, commercial project in the town of Wallkill that could equal more than a million square feet. And wow. then in Montgomery, a New York City company is interested in a 1.2 million uh, square foot spec distribution center. And the village of Goshen, there's a Boston company who's going to be constructing a 500,000 square foot industrial facility. I wonder where that's going to be. Maybe over by like um, where Minolta is and... Oh, uh, back by Hyundai. Yeah, yeah, over there. I don't know. I, I know. Don't, that's a guess. You know, I, I have no... It could also be on that 17K quarter. It's 17K, right? Or yeah. 17M? 17M. M. Um, yes. Listen, that we have corridor. too many 17s There's too many here. 17s. Well, can we come up with another number? <laughs> when you when your kids start driving, that they're going to ask, why are there so many 17s? Listen, anyone <laughs> who moves to kids. this area asks, why are there so many 17s? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> so um, We really don't. <laughs> nope. Um, anyway, so that's really, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, as someone who lives here, the more commercial space and, and business and industry that come to the area, the more traffic, the more people that want to move to an area the more homes that are needed like you know it's the it's, values increase yeah it it's becomes a, uh it's you a know. driver for the economy for sure yeah um you know but it also you know you, you have the flip side which people will say well we're gonna have so much more traffic and 
right? All the reasons a lot of people move here in the first place, right? Well, I think that's why it's important that these uh, towns and the county develop some sort of a plan Smart for plan. this kind of growth, you know, yeah. like they have in Warwick. I mean, it's not so easy to even get a grocery store put in. I mean, we know that when they tried to put Price Chopper in and all of that, it, it's, you know, it, and it's a, it's a good thing. I mean, that's par probably why the values in Warwick have steadily increased because of the way that they ha the plan that they've had right this the smart growth plan mm -hmm. what is it community 2000 and now it's community what is it we had we had um, Aunt, um pat mcmillan on from that uh we were discussing that view was that a couple of months ago right yeah maybe a month and a half ago right and she she was talking about um how to get your um how to get your nonprofit um supported and funded and um like where funding sources are they do great job to help small businesses so interesting stuff so anyway so what else christine what, what well, else is going on in this county i was actually going to share um a story of something both non-related and yet completely related to commercial growth um you know i i, I do some graphic design work and my sister is working on a project for a company called greener by design which is um they're out of philly anyway um they do infrastructure mapping for developers to help them see exactly what we're talking about. Where's the power? Where's the um, water? Where's the water? The sewer. Right. Where's where's the fiber optic cable coming in? Yeah, those right? things are super important Correct, for a business. Because if you have those things, right, the cost of the land may be a little more. But if you move to buy a cheaper piece of land, but had to pull those pieces of infrastructure in, it's like millions of dollars a mile to for each of those things. So the money you might have saved on a on a piece of land you know, you end up having to spend so much more to, to make it a functional piece of commercial real estate. So um, I just thought this was such an interesting project that she was working on and, you know, all the different applications for um, the resources that they have. It was, uh, you know, it's it's always interesting when you see a different kind of uh, like project that is related to the real estate industry that as realtors, we would, you know, we don't know. We don't think about that because we, you and I specifically are doing mostly residential, Correct. but commercial is such a large, we do have to get a commercial agent on here. Yeah. I think that's a great idea to just talk about what's going on. Right. And, um, and how commercial agents do what they do. And, you know, there's to me, anytime someone says, I have a question about commercial real estate, you know, even if it's you can ask, I'll try to answer for you because yes. some stuff is easy, you know, Correct. some rentals or whatever, but it, it's not always. No. And, you know, there's so many zoning zoning things that, you know, so I, for the most part, I just defer and I say, listen, let me get you in touch with someone who specializes in that. And a lot of times um, there might not be something specific in the zoning for for the application that you want. And you'll have to go to. To, to in front of the board of the village or what, whatever to right. to see if they'll allow you to do it and that takes time correct and time, it takes time you know, to do time that time is money yeah and then the space that you wanted is no longer available and so the discussion becomes useless right right or you have to lay out financially up front in order to secure your location while you go figure through it all out of that. right and right. you know it's not always successful right and it depends on what it is i mean if it's a big you know, a business, you know, one of these warehouses or whatever, then those people have the time and the money, they're going to do what they have to do. But if you want to open up a yoga studio in one of the buildings in town, you have to figure out if there's a usage, you know, if there's usage for that. Right. So and that's just an example. Correct. You know, right. Bakery. I, I, I get a lot more um, people who want to do something that has to do with cooking or baking, and there are very strict 
very specific um, rules about that, about parking and um, all that sort of thing. So, yeah. And right now, have you dri- gone through the village with when they have the um, the tables outside? I have, have you well, eaten out I, there. I have gone around the village because that's the choice. <laughs> I actually walked through when I went out to dinner. I we ate dinner at Grappa, and then we took a walk around through Main Street to get back to the car. I I gotta tell you, I'm kind of cool. I'm all for it. I so know that I know that some people complain that it, you know the traffic and but you know what we're at a time it's of year. at night mostly correct and we need to support we need to support our small businesses if we want small businesses to stay right? right so i love that the village has been so accommodating to our small you know restaurant owners to try to supplement in any way possible mm-hmm. and give as many options as possible for them to keep their businesses going because you know when we finally come to the other side of of this we're going to want our we're yeah, we want don't our want home to em- feel like to home. feel familiar and like our home. Yeah, we don't need um, empty places. Correct. You know, it, I know it, we don't need that. And you're starting, you know, as as I'm in some of the outer outer areas, um, I'm starting to see a lot of for rent signs, and makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to uh, take a quick break and come back and talk about gardening. Hudson United Mortgage is the number one mortgage company specializing in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Van Mansard is offering first-time homebuyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Mike Van Mansard will patiently walk you through the maze of applying for a mortgage and is available for all your questions. Call Mike Van Mansard now to set up an appointment or for more information, contact Mike at HudsonMortgage.com. Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.randrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. Tune into the Nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your Nonprofit Notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Radio worth listening to. Hi, this is John Stein, host of the Hootenanny Cafe, inviting you to join me every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here, 93.5 FM or WTBQ.com, for the best in folk music anywhere. WTBQ weather! Any scattered showers this morning will taper off. We'll see a dry midday with partly sunny skies developing. Our highs in the low to mid-80s, a shower thunderstorm later in the afternoon. Then tonight, shower thunderstorm early, otherwise it'll be partly cloudy, Look for a low heading to the lower and middle 60s. Tomorrow, partly sunny skies, quite warm. Highs in the low to mid 80s, slight risk of an afternoon shower. And Wednesday, look for mostly sunny skies. It'll be warm into the low and mid 80s. From the WTBQ Weather Center, I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo. WTBQ. I'm going to make this place your home. Welcome back. This is Grace Warren, and you're listening to The Real Radio. No, The Real Real Estate Show on WTVQ Radio, worth listening to. It Sorry is, about that. It is The Real Radio, though. We are it is on, real. We are on Real And radio. we're live. <laughs> so that's why that couldn't be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so, Grace, it is mid-July. Gardens are in full swing. 
Uh, and nothing makes Mike happier than taking his morning tour of our of our property. It's like he is. Oh, I do the same I thing. Know. He like gets his coffee in the morning. He goes out. He and he always says, "Do you want to take a? You want to walk? Yeah, the I yard say that to me? my husband, and he's just like, no. Sometimes, so I am. A, He'll do it in the afternoon. I am a half half. Correct. In the morning, I honestly, I don't like my feet to get wet, <laughs> so I'd rather do it in the afternoon. I'm out there in my pajamas. <laughs> I don't care. Like, there's nobody can see me where I am, but um, yeah. One of the things that I, I wanted to just bring up a little bit about was the whole concept of the Victory Garden mm-hmm. and how that all came about and how we're doing the same thing now because um, I, I read a little history on it and the Victory Garden was something that started during World War One mm-hmm. when they were, um, the farmers weren't, I, I guess actually it started in uh, Europe because we were trying to help feed Europe too mm-hmm. and the, our farmers were sending food over there to them so we had a shortage of food and people started, they were encouraging people to start growing their own vegetables Mm -hmm. and um, fruit so that they would have more food for themselves. And then it, it, they kept that going through the depression and then back into world war two when um, the same thing, like we just didn't have enough food production. So this is what helped people get through those hard times. And and now here in 2020, we're sort of in the same situation or preparing I think people were preparing for the worst. We didn't necessarily have the worst, thankfully. Right. I mean, we had shortages of toilet paper and now napkins. Like, I don't know why there's no napkins in the store. Have you tried to buy napkins, Christine? No, I have not. There's no napkins in the shop, right? That's interesting. Weird. Anyway, uh, and this has been for a few weeks, but we've been having vegetables, thankfully. I mean, there were a few weeks when everything was cleaned out. Yes, there there were a few. And it would be strange, like what product would suddenly go missing, right? It was strange. And I kept thinking to myself, is this what it feels like to live like in Venezuela where they don't have any, they don't have any, the things that they need, they don't have it. Um, But, you know, this is what prompted people to start making gardens more than ever. I mean, you and I, Christine, have been doing this for a long time, but not everybody has. That's correct. Well, that and free time. Right. right. I think that there was a lot of uh, there's a, there's some sort of a, a phrase about how idle hands make for something or other. I, I don't know what I it think, is, but I, I think, think it's point, actually idle hands get themselves into trouble. That's correct. So that's what that's <laughs> the gist. Like that. That's the gist. Right. So I think the idea that if you're home projects, right, a lot of people really more paint. I, my understanding is that more paint has been sold in this past year. <laughs> Benjamin um, Moore and Sherman Williams are doing really well. That's correct. Um <laughs> But gardening as well. I mean, I have never, ever seen so many of um, of my Facebook friends doing gardens. I mean, I, I always post po- post about my gardens, but I am seeing like some really aggressive gardening projects. And <laughs> I'm just like, oh, we should go check that out. And Liz you know. Ridgway yeah. built a beautiful, her husband built yes. her a beautiful raised bed mm-hmm. um, garden. It looks great. She's been posting pictures of that. Um, so what have you been growing? And you have a plot somewhere too, right? I do. Uh, so, so tell us about that as well as your garden in your house. So I will. So at the house, we have um, four, four by eight um, raised bed gardens that I have enclosed in. in you did that a couple of we'll years ago, didn't you? Um, we had two and then we added two more. Um, and then kind of on the other side of the house, we have, um, it was like a flower, I'm guessing like a flower bed at one point in time, but we turned that um, into like our hot pepper garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and then over in Sugarloaf, we had we joined the I guess it's the village of Chester. We joined the community garden. Where is that? It's over. You know, um, it's in Old Chester by the 
um, by the old train station where it's like the rail trail now. Okay. Um, it's so down, right in the village of, Ch- of, yeah, of right uh, in Chester. The, the, right. And then it's kind of right over uh, across the way from the rail trail. So okay. um, there's an agriculture center there and they deemed an area for, um, you know, people to come and have a community garden. So it's great. It was $25 for a 10 by 10 plot. Last year was the first year that they did it and we got a plot and there were probably four people last year. This year, um, people have really started to pick up, and I would say that there are seven or eight. But a lot of a lot of those people did a, a more aggressive garden. Someone has like a ten by thirty spot. Someone, two other people have ten by twenty spots. So, um, and it's really fun because if you're there um, at the time when your fellow gardeners are there, you know, you're chit chatting about what you're growing or. Um, you know what what you're doing for is it this farm problem or that? soil like is the soil it's ready it's okay okay dirt. so you're not you don't even have to amend the soil like you would in your in your backyard no not at all they just they 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 come they turn right before um i guess maybe mid-may we started um, they tilled it they tilled it and then they came came around and tilled around it because i mean it grows the the soil there is so fertile um, you know, there's constant. Yeah, it's stuff not like what's growing. in your backyard, unless you can get some of that black gold over there. Yes. So, um, and what's really fun is they also have, um, I guess, a program to help young farmers where you ca- they can lease acres of uh, property there to learn their agricultural uh, trade. That's nice. It That's is a great so idea. I love walking and seeing what you know other what the, people are doing, what the real farmers are doing. Yeah. Right. And it's fun because you get to meet them when you're walking around because a lot of times they're out in the fields working on their working on their stuff. Um, but for the most part, um, you know, I see them growing a lot of basil and herbs there, uh, peppers, tons of tomatoes, um, a lot of lettuce. Uh, what else did I see them growing that was different? Some eggplant, a lot of kale and chard. And, um, but, you know, just to see rows and rows of it, it's just it's it, it to me. It Are just they selling really it gr- like at the farmer's market and stuff? So they're they don't. They can sell it or distribute it however they want. It's their their plot. So I think a lot of them more work with a commercial to sell it to bigger distributors. Wow. So it's really uh, it's interesting. So your backyard, though, what are you growing in your backyard? Let's see. In the black in the backyard, we have two of our uh, two of our enclosed areas, raised beds, set for tomatoes because we're tomato crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, then I've got beans, zucchini, summer squash. Um, lettuce beets carrots eggplants i mean we, we did a ton of things this yeah, year Yeah, we have a lot too we actually harvested some carrots yesterday oh, our carrots. this is the first time we've we've grown carrots really we tried one other time and nothing really they yes didn't. our carrots were very sad looking ours are small too and i think the problem with the carrots and i don't know if i'm right or wrong because i'm not a farmer right but i think it's because the soil's so hard that the carrot can't actually grow. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, we tried to really till it up. But anyway, our carrots were probably, they were yellow carrots. Mm-hmm. So we planted like um, like an heirloom seed and, and they they were all different colors. So orange, oh, yellow, fun. white, and yep. red. The red is not edible. <laughs> I don't know why. It looks like a Slim Jim. <laughs> it literally looks like a Slim Jim. We pulled it out yesterday and it was just... Like, it was weird. But the yellow ones were were great. And they're not very big. They're probably only about, you know, five inches. Oh, but that's good. Yeah. I mean, they get like a good thickness that you can cut into them. Yes. Yeah. They were probably, they're not huge. Mm -hmm. They're certainly not what you're going to get at, you know, ShopRite. Right. But they, 
they were a decent size. They're about an inch, maybe a little bit less than that. But, um, you know, first time really any with any luck with carrots. Yeah. So that's, uh, if anybody knows how to do that, you should call both of us because we don't know what we're doing with yep. carrots, do we? <laughs> and I feel like beets is my other disappointment in life. Really? Um, I love beets and I try to grow them every year. I thought beets were easy. I, I don't know. And, and maybe it's a, the answer, it's the root. Those are both root vegetables. Correct. So maybe it ha, it does have something to do with the soil and being correct. clay I, or something. I don't Mike's soils. There's a lot of clay. I feel like um, this year I'm going to do a better job about learning how to amend the soil for what I'm growing. Like that's my uh, that that is my learning, my area of opportunity, because I do the same thing every year. You know, what I mean, I'll put some peat moss. I put some uh, I usually use like a like a mushroom compost mm-hmm. um, and Maybe I'll put a little lye um, or some ash and I turn it in, right? But I don't know that that all vegetables like those things. I don't know. I don't know that. Well, that's a good question for Cornell Cooperative. Yes, they is. probably, they can test your soil for you to tell you what you need. But um, there's, we've been putting like rabbit poop in there. Mm. You got to do, well, right? yeah, do that in the fall. Yeah, you got to do that in the fall. And I have a rabbit and he certainly poops a lot. <laughs> Maybe I can give you a couple bags of that. I, don't, I think I'm going to pass on the on the <laughs> rabbit poop. I'm going to keep with my mushroom compost. <laughs> it's a lot there, Grace. It's a lot. <laughs> uh, but it it it. You know, my dad was a, a gardener, yeah. and he was like, "That's that's gold. You need to put that in in the fall. Just dig it right. in there, till it up. When no, you're no, tilling, right. cleaning up the soil at the end of the season, yeah. it's like put that stuff in there. It'll break down by the next. You can't put it in now. Right? No. Um, but we are also we have a lot of lettuce, and we have a lot of chard growing. Mm-hmm. I love doing really well I love the the chard. And um, what else do we? Have? Oh, we just harvested a bunch of green beans. The first yeah. batch of green beans yesterday. And we have two different kinds. We have that flat bean, and mm-hmm. we have a regular string bean, and then we have cucumbers. We picked oh, one yeah. cucumber we have a lot so of far. Cucumbers coming in now too, but they're starting you know to grow. And then a zucchini. Yep, I think we've got some acorn squash. We did, I did a spaghetti squash this year and then, oh, I did watermelon and pumpkin over at the community garden Oh, that, because well. you need a lot of space for that. Yeah. How are the watermelons coming in? They're starting to, I've got like a couple that are like a uh, fig size. Okay. So um, that is fun. But, I mean, you, everyone's probably asking, what does this have to do with real estate? But it does because, right, you know. It's your home. It's, it's your home. It's the joy of, of why you, why you pay for a home is so that you can, you know, follow your passion, right? Yeah. And it's one of those things where the times being what they are, people are spending so much more time at home. And these are the things that are um, fulfilling when you do this, growing mm-hmm. your own food. And maybe or, when you're buying a house, the next time you're buying a house, you're going to want that plot where you have space to do that. Yeah. So I think I've said before, when uh, I was house hunting, what was super important to me was like my solar uh, roof, right? Could I have a good solar roof? And uh, that was one of the first things I did when I got there is I whipped out my compass and looked at the angle of the roof and did I have a somewhat south facing roof it was so important to me mm-hmm. but the other joy of doing that is that I also have a backyard full of sun yes <laughs> for my your garden. tomatoes must do really well they do they go I don't a little have crazy that. I don't have that luck with tomatoes um, so we are going to uh, get ready for a break but when we come back we are going to talk about some mistakes that people make when they garden and uh, kind of how to fix those up This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. 
As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. O'Keefe & McCann is the only law firm for all your real estate transactions. Founding partner William O'Keefe will patiently guide you through every step, whether you're buying or selling property, commercial or residential, from the first meeting to the closing. O'Keefe & McCann earned their top rating due to their impeccable attention to detail, their dedication to a smooth closing, and the pride they take in their clients' complete satisfaction. They are with you throughout the entire process, ensuring a successful outcome. For the finest real estate attorney, visit omlawteam.com. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Hi, this is Brian Baird, host of Million Dollar Feeling, heard every Saturday at 9 a.m. Join me and my guests and learn how you can let go of your past and create a future filled with a million dollar feeling, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Hi, this is Taylor. Have your second cup of coffee with me every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Learn the latest in news, gossip, health, entertainment, and of course, all about animals. Radio worth listening to. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. We are back with The Real Real Estate Show, and this is Grace Warren from Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, and I'm here. <laughs> You're here, real estating it up as usual. Um, so we are going to talk a little bit about some common mistakes people make when they're gardening that could lead to not a successful outcome. And it's frustrating when that happens, right? You put so much time and effort into these little money. plants, right? And money into these gardens and these little plants, and then you don't have the success you wanted. And it's like, turns people off. So let's talk about a couple things that um, are common. So one of the one of the things they bring up in this article um, is not watering your vegetable garden properly, right? So what does that mean? I mean, we all know plants need water to survive. Um, so this one quote by this uh, horticulturalist Jessica Wal uh, Walzer says, "The biggest mistake I see new gardeners making is not supplying enough water to their plants." They water in a way that I call splash and dash, where they <laughs> sprinkle a little water on top of the soil um, and they don't really give the plants a deep, thorough soaking. Um, so that's, uh, that is important, right? You want to make I, sure yeah. that, that you're watering in a way that the water gets to the bottom of the roots. Because what you really want is those roots to tap down, mm -hmm. right? And so if the water is only surface... The roots kind of grow sideways because they they yeah, and they're the not water, strong, right? So you really want to make sure that you're fully soaking um, the soil when you when you if you're going to take the time to water, take the time to yeah, water. Yeah, or else you're just wasting it, yeah. really. Um, but yeah, I, what do you do? Do you use a sprinkler, um, or do so you have? I use Mike. <laughs> <laughs> he's our he's our water waterer, um, and he does both. It depends on on what's going on for the day, but he's either like goes you know bed by bed. Or he'll put the sprinkler on, um, especially if it's really dry, he'll put the sprinkler on um, and then he'll water enough, like with one of the big sprinklers, so he gets a little bit of the grass, 
at the same time, he's going to get a little, you know, get mm-hmm. the garden. And then every 10 minutes or so, he goes and moves it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing, though, and this was interesting, is we do that kind of gardening, like uh, watering. But really, if you're gardening during the day, or sorry, watering during the day, you want to water just the soil. You don't want water sitting on the leaves of your plants. So sometimes those big sprinklers, which we use when we plant from seed all the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they can do some damage because sometimes water acts like a magnifier and you can burn, burn yeah. the leaves. Or if you, they don't get enough sunlight and the, the leaves stay moist, you can invite uh, mold and pests that way. Yeah, I always watered um, in the late afternoon when it's not quite as hot or in the early evening. That's when I, my, my dad always said, that's when you should water. So I just listened to him. <laughs> Well, they, they've got the, they've got the, he didn't steer me wrong. Yeah, no, exactly. No. He was an excellent gardener. Yes. So one of the other things that comes up is not reading the plant labels. <laughs> so when you're, whether you're buying um, plants that are in the, you know, seed form or you're buying like uh, the young plants, they always have a tag in there that talks about how spacing, deep, right? Spacing, how much light they really need, how much water they really need. Um, and I will say I am totally guilty of, of not following spacing guidelines. Um, it's, I'm, is that because you're impatient? No, it's because I want to get as much as I possibly can. <laughs> I'm greedy. <laughs> um, so like, and this year I will say at, at the community garden, like we plant everything from seed and then we don't have space for the number of stuff because we overplant seeds just yeah, in case. Because you don't know how many are going to come up. That's correct. And then we try to give away as much as we can after what we need. And then we are always left with extra plants, right? And I can't let them go. It's like, <laughs> I got to find a place for all of them. Um, and so I start like staggering them in because I have a limited <laughs> amount of space. And now uh, I'm paying the price this year over at the community gardens. I don't actually have tomato plants. Um, they're more like tomato bushes. And it's really like a tomato hedge. So, <laughs> so super interested to see how that all works out this year. Next year, I think I'm just going to get a double the size of the garden over there and plant them the, the right way. <laughs> so, And the thing is with tomatoes, which I, like I said, I'm not very good at growing tomatoes for whatever reason on my property. They just don't really I grow think, too right, well. I think you have a lot of trees. Yeah, I don't think I have enough sun. Um, although last year, a wild tomato plant... It wasn't wild. It obviously came from a seed somewhere in my yard, but it grew in my front flower bed. And this thing grew like it was as if somebody put steroids on it. It was huge and it made so many tomatoes and it covered up all the like uh, annuals that I had planted there. And it was crazy. And um, what I didn't know is that you should pinch the tops of those plants so that they grow more bushy rather than just long, long, long that they can't support themselves, you know, and I didn't know that because I just never had plants grow like that before at my property. We we never pinch anything. Yeah. That's one of the things that my dad was like, he's like, you can't leave a tomato plant like this. You have to pinch it. I'm like, okay. I'm going to Google pinching tomatoes. So I know what that means. Yeah, you have to pinch the, the, the growth off so that it grows into two stems rather than one. Oh, okay. And then it gets more bushy rather than tall and long. Okay. Um, and, and it has to be supported. Right. Oh, yes. That is, that's how we ended up with the, with the tomato hedge. <laughs> um, 
Neglecting to regularly harvest your vegetables is another uh, is another no no. It says many crops will produce uh, maximum yield only if they're harvested several times a week. Beans is a great example of this. Um, so you want to make sure that you're harvesting regularly because the plant knows once that is gone, it'll shoot, send more shoots. It'll start the flowering process over, and then you'll get your your next yes. uh, round so of crops. With me, I never really paid attention to anything that my dad told me. Oh, you don't he, say like because any other he, child right, ever. Because he did um, all the gardening, and I paid no attention. So, But the thing is, my daughter paid a lot of attention. Right. Because she was mesmerized by his gardening ability. And now she's sitting, she picked the beans. Yet She's like, Mom, we have beans. We have to pick them. Okay, go ahead. Go pick them. So she picked them. I'm like, oh, why did you have to pick them now? There's not that many. She's like, because they'll send up new flowers and they'll they'll grow more beans, Mom. Like, duh, why don't you know this? Right. Because I never <laughs> listened to anything my dad told me. <laughs> In one ear and out the other, like any other child. I'm glad child. she did. I'm glad she listened to him. Um, so one of the other things that they say is uh, not doing succession planning. Um, and this, I think, is the number one thing we were trying to do this year with lettuce, right? Because you plant your lettuce early, starts to get hot, it bolts, and then you're out of lettuce, right? And so succession planning is very simple. Every two weeks, you plant a few more. Maybe every month, you plant a few more. So you get multiple harvests of those items that you want we to We did that with peas regularly. this year. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Did it work out? Yeah, we had uh, a batch of peas that came up first, and then like another two weeks later, we had another big batch of peas. But now the peas are starting to dwindle because well, they're yeah, cold. Right, they're, they're cold an early weather. season. Mm-hmm. When do you plant your peas? This is the this Pretty is the early. discussion that I, I, I blow it every year. <laughs> I, I think we planted them at the beginning of um, of April. Yeah. Right outside. Right, because I feel like it's a, it's a late March, early April. Yeah. And I always feel like uh, this can't be right. It's literally still freezing. I don't even right. know if I could dig into my garden at this point in time. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it you can as yeah. long as it's not like we. I think we covered them when they there was some sort of a frost right. that happened, and we may have covered them. I'll have to ask Catherine because she's the one really. She I, I act like I'm like the big gardener, but it's really her. Like I'm more of the flower person. She's the vegetable. Um, she's chief, chief in charge there. <laughs> chief in charge yeah so we call her in the vegetable garden so do you have um in our last few minutes do you have any favorite like gardening tools or things that you couldn't live without in your garden um i have this little bench this with wheels on it Mm -hmm. that i can sit on to pull weeds Mm -hmm. because you will be pulling weeds yes a lot of them and you you know you can use mulch to try to help minimize that some people use the gardening fabric to help minimize do you put mulch in your vegetable gardens so my dad always did but i don't i haven't done that because i was afraid what was in the dye right so okay so the mulch he uses let's be clear um he would take the clippings from when we would mow Okay. And he would just put grass, like oh, the, the, the chopped because grass. Because that goes back into the Correct. Uh, and then and then he would turn that over at the end and it would help to um That's a great you know, idea. Feed the garden. That's so. a, I'm gonna take that away with yeah. me because that is something that I haven't done and I probably that's a good way to do it because you have tons of grass right. clippings, right? Right. Ours like our mower doesn't collect them and it's frustrating to me. Uh, it's one of the things I want to get is uh, like the basket on the back so that I can collect those and then mulch mm-hmm. with them. Well, we put it on, like in the wind, uh, in the fall, we always put that on to collect the leaves. But right. usually my son just leaves the grass there. But I didn't even think that, hey, I could use this for yeah. something. The other thing Perfect. I really love is uh, is my weed puller, right? 
and I use that more in the lawn for dandelion. It's like a tool that um, looks like a fork. Okay, I right? know what you're talking and about. And then it usually has a, a bend that you can use like as a leverage point. Um, and so you dig deep to get under the roots and pop mm-hmm. the dandelions mm-hmm. um, because those things, you know, if you don't get the root, they just come back about a minute right. later. <laughs> the other important, the the tool that I like, it's really a, like a machine is a tiller. Mm-hmm. to till the soil up when you know each season because if you have the tiller it's a lot easier to use that than it is to hand till for sure although when you have the raised garden beds it's hard with yeah the tiller. with the raised garden but bed right i will say it similar to that i have this thing called the claw and it's like um it it looks like almost like a steering wheel right uh-huh. and you oh i know you, what it you is put it down into the ground and, and you it's twist about it. four or five inches and you twist it and it kind of pulls everything up so we claw in the fall and we claw in the spring. You know, gardening is actually quite a workout. It is. <laughs> Correct. Between the bending, the squats, I always know, right? After a day of weed pulling, I'm like, oh, my back and my legs. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you have a jacuzzi though, right? I need to get a jacuzzi because you uh, can go It's broken. In I need a jacuzzi fixer. Are there any jacuzzi repair people out there? Give What's us a wrong call. with it? I don't know. It, well, the, it's, I think it's an electrical circuit issue. Hmm. You may want to call... Someone I know who's fixed a lot of people's jacuzzis. All right. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> We've been discussing it internally. Uh, I'm, I'm one to let the jacuzzi go because I think it's a energy hog. Oh, and um, it is. And then there are these other six, you know, five people in the household who say, no, we want the jacuzzi. <laughs> so I feel outvoted, but I'm the one who pays that bill. And I'm so trying it, to it find. Hurts, it hurts my heart. Yeah. Uh-huh. I I've been looking for a jacuzzi like on Facebook or whatever look trying to find one and because my husband says to me why would we pay for a brand new one when people are getting rid of them all the time because they break I can fix that well maybe he needs to come over and fix mine (laughs) you should come too and then you can sit in it after he fixes it (laughs) all right so I think that once again we have gone through a wonderful hour of fun yeah, and I, excitement. You know, I just want to quickly tell everybody yep. that the inventory is still very low, although it has been rising. Mm-hmm. I there's right now. Uh, I think I wrote it down. Yeah, um, active in Orange County this morning were one thousand five hundred and fifty three, and I believe two hundred and thirteen in the town of Warwick, which is an increase than what it's been. It's been yeah. slowly increasing so that that means that you know we're increasing a little bit faster than the houses were selling at one point not to say that the houses aren't selling fast they still are selling really fast i yeah. mean like we said at the beginning of the show multiple offers and you know happening all the time so don't forget about that if you want to list your house it's a great time give one of us a call and thanks for listening and we'll see you next week you're here next week right i'm Christine? here next week all right take care everybody 